0: Welcome back to Outside the Zone, man, this is the most depressing time of the year because the NBA season is officially over, Doc, how are you man, it's great to have you on, some solace in this lack of NBA and the season ending, but it's good to see your face, your beautiful shining face, my guy.
1: Dude, most depressing part of the year, this is for us as Cleveland fans right now, this is the best time of year. We have hope with the draft coming up. If anything, the regular season is the most depressing time of the year for us.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. But yeah, it's, like seriously, right now we, we got lucky because we had the draft on Thursday and we got free agency. Yeah. Like, on honestly, right after the draft, it's we got busy. free agency. But then yeah. after that, after like it's, the first yeah. week, and there's free agency is not even gonna be get that good this season. But after that, after that first week of free agency man it's gonna be a lull i get to start watching like games 160 of the mlb season and that's when like the standings are already set nah, and not worth at least we have the olympics right now which is crazy good but man
1: i haven't even watched the second of the olympics yet. really
0: man. man you're missing out how are you calling yourself a sports fan but not watch the olympics
1: sorry man i'm just i guess i'm just not a diehard like swimming fan i don't know man just doesn't Maybe once we get later into the Olympics, I just need to you know get there, but maybe after the draft I'll start up.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy how intense swimming is watching in the Olympics. Like, man, I am I was watching Katie Ledecky there the other day and she was up by so much the entire time and I the whole time my heart was just beating. I was like, She's gonna choke, she's gonna choke. And then she ended up she ended up choking, but um it was just one race. But man, I didn't realize I miss I missed the days of watching Michael Phelps and just tear over all the competition, man. But yeah, I wish that's... I could
1: add. I wish I could add some analysis to your Ledecky <laughs> thing, but I just cannot. So. I
0: know that the fans probably want it, so that'll be on our swimming podcast, our separate one that'll have a lot of viewership, I bet. But oh, I'm sure. we're talking about the NBA. We are going to have a special episode today where we're going to do a mock draft, an OTZ pod mock. But before we get into that because we're super excited for the draft. We're going to just really quickly talk about the reaction to the NBA Finals. I know it's not as relevant right now, but we wanted to be able to give a shout-out to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis for an amazing performance, um, a, goat, um, a GOAT-worthy performance in the Finals. And, man, just go ahead. What, are you, what do you feel? How, like, give, your, give your spiel, man.
1: Man, dude, Game 6 by Giannis, one of the all-time great games, I thought, in NBA history by a player. And the thing that stood out to me, I mean, he played great both ends of the floor, right? But throughout these playoffs, the free-throw shooting was a huge issue for him. And he goes 17 of 19. Like, guys like KD put up 17 of 19 on, at the free-throw line. And he's like a snipe, you know? And yeah. it's unbelievably impressive. That's, that's got to be one of the craziest, most impressive things I've seen in a long time in then NBA. Absolutely
0: insane. That's what step, That's what separates, like just good players from, like, legendary players. Like, the ability to do that kind of stuff.
1: It's... I, I did want to go through some stuff, though, and so... Because, uh, I mean, this thing is just unbelievably impressive to me, this rebuild as a whole. So, a few things I wanted to go over. So, there was, like, the main core of, like, seven or eight guys the Bucks were playing in the finals, right? Because um, DiVincenzo was obviously injured. So, Giannis, obviously, the main guy. 15th pick in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. How many... 15th picks play like this only two there's only like two guys I think in NBA history in this spot that have like elevated to a level like this and that's Giannis and Kawhi obviously so just for the main guy to be the 15th pick is absurd for the second best player on a team to be the 39th pick in Middleton and be in the G League for a while and not only that but get traded by Detroit in a throw-in trade to get Brandon Jennings wow I I didn't even know
0: that that's wild
1: yeah, the Detroit trade at that time, the headline was Brandon Knight was being traded by Detroit to get <laughs> Brandon Jennings. So wow. literally Middleton was a throw in alongside the main I, guy. Brandon. I wonder
0: if they like scouted Middleton as like, I wonder if we can get him or if it was just luck. You know?
1: I'm sure it was a bit of both, but like yeah. I mean you don't expect anyone like that to become an
0: all star. Right. I mean right? you just like, speaks, sp- and... speaks loads to their player development, man.
1: So Bobby Portis, minimum contract and free agency. So like you know not every, mm-hmm. not everyone is trying to sign him. I mean, the thing he's most well-known for is Nikola Meritich. That's literally it, you know? <laughs> uh, Brooke Lopez, which the crazy thing about Brooke Lopez, he's the only lottery pick on this entire team. Yep,
0: that's crazy. It's, I saw and that not even a high insane. lottery pick.
1: He was number 10. So it's that not like is, this guy
0: was like... <laughs> But you gotta, you gotta have like how it's so rare to win this way, the way they did. Like that's it's an exception to the rule, and they did it amazing, incredibly.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm not done. Sorry, Pat Connaughton, (laughs) free agent signing, forty-first pick in the draft. PJ Tucker gave up really not much in the trade for him, and he played five. I mean, we we know the story. He played five years in Europe. He was a 35th pick in his draft, and the only really big splash they had was obviously Drew Holiday. 17 right. pick in the draft, but that was their splash. But again, like it wasn't like they traded for James Harden, like Bradley Beal, like it was Drew Holiday, really good player, but not like a superstar. You know, he's they been gave the up almost as much as watch.
0: the Nets gave up for Harden, and it worked out. Yeah, going and, all in works. I mean, it's great. They were what one little key inch away from yeah. being eliminated in the. It's it's not yeah. like they were as dominant as people are making it out to be, but it's still impressive.
1: A championship is a championship right so right. many things but i think also the team that we saw in the finals is like way better than they played at the beginning of the playoffs especially oh in goodness. that in that series yeah. so exactly. like they definitely got a lot better bud deserves a lot of credit sorry last two points i had Giannis' rookie year they went 15 and 67 which is just nuts Difficult. and then <laughs> since 2010 they only had one pick inside the top 10 um of each of those drafts and the one pick that was inside the top 10 was the number two overall pick in 2014. I don't know if you remember who they selected. I'll put you on the spot. Oh,
0: man. Derek. 2014. 2014? Oh, yep. Jabari Parker.
1: Jabari Parker. And look at him nowhere on the rock. So, like, wow. they had one great pick with Tonnet, despite that. That's NBA crazy. It's, this rebuild was absurd. I don't think we're ever going to see
0: anything like this again.
1: See, this is the thing. win next
0: year. And I'm not trying to demean their championship. They deserve the championship. They played amazing. And this will go down in history. Giannis is only 26 and so dominant already. Yeah. But I, when he was saying, like, oh, I did, it, I did it the hard way. I did it like no one, no one else did it, did it like me. I didn't join a super team. I'm like, you got to chill a little bit. Like, if, if when LeBron was on the Cavs the first stint, if, he, if his management was as good as Milwaukee's management in terms of building around – with your late round your late first round picks. Like if he had a team like this, he wouldn't have had to dip and go join the super team. Like you're also to be honest, you're also in a very fortunate position that your team is able to and I get it, he like again, they didn't have another superstar with him like these other these other guys have, but like this team is so good. They're defensively, they're as elite as you can get. And yeah, they just helped they were built around Giannis really well and that helped him a lot. Like that's a lot of talent you have on that Bucks team. Um, but yes, but, huge props to the Bucks front office. Huge props to Giannis. Giannis played insane, and he is already etched in history. As and man, he's only twenty six. I, I can't wait to see how much he climbs the all time ranks the rest of his career.
1: But at the same time, for the LeBron thing, and I get it. Like LeBron didn't have much around him, and this Bucks team is way better than the LeBron than the Cavs teams LeBron had in first go around in Cleveland. But at the same time, when LeBron did go and form the super team in Miami first year. He didn't – you know, those finals were horrible. Giannis yeah. played in his first finals, and he played big time, man. Like, I, I mean, he played legendary.
0: Yeah, but so he also didn't have to play against the super team. Like
1: – Dallas was not a super team.
0: Yeah, well, that that was just embarrassing. That wasn't like – Well, that's what I'm I was saying. Just,
1: that was his first finals, and this is yeah. Giannis's first finals. Oh, okay. Finals. I mean – Giannis won his first championship before Michael Jordan or LeBron. Yeah, did.
0: I mean, it's, it's impressive. As I'm saying, I'm not trying to, like, belittle what he did or turn it down a little bit, but I just think that – there's a there he, he was very fortunate. there have been harder roads <laughs> yeah. yes yeah but a championship is a championship, right and like we said last podcast like sometimes like a championship's a championship but like you got to yeah. get lucky you got to be healthy you, like right and then there's so many crazy things and that's why it makes sense to go all in like the lakers went all in on ad and it worked out they got a ring the bucks went all in on drew haughty it worked out and they got a ring at the end of the day a ring is the most important thing if the if the bucks don't even make the playoffs for the next five years which is obviously not going to happen but if they don't they still have that championship and that's something the city will never worth be able it. to never give away. Yes. hundred yeah. percent worth it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good week for good week for Wisconsin. Cause obviously this happened in the Aaron Rodgers not to get into NFL, but is it a Cincinnati good week though? Staying, yeah, I mean, so.
0: they know they only have one more year of just almost like could be goat NFL player. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point too, but they better. Yeah. They better. I mean, they messed that uh, situation up by <laughs> horrible. <laughs> they, if, the Packers had the Bucks' leadership in front office, Aaron Rodgers would be very happy, but that's a story for another day. But yeah, the main thing we wanted to do this podcast is draft is on Thursday. We're really excited. One, because the Cavs have a top three pick. And two, just because there's a lot of talent. It's one, it's a very stacked draft class actually compared to the past seasons. And I know doc has always been for those our listeners that have been consistent doc has always been passionate about wanting to do a draft podcast. And I haven't held up my side of the bargain bargain because I've never been too big on watching college basketball. I've never been too big on knowing all these guys coming into the draft, but this year I was ready for docs challenge and I came prepared and I kind of know, kind of know a good amount of these guys. So I'm ready. I'm ready to talk, talk scouting. I'm ready to talk, talk hoops and I'm ready to do a mock draft with you. So let's do it. So we're going to, I'm going to use a random generator and one of us is going to go first and I'll just do a random generator out of 10. Um, and if it's even number, it's going to be me to go first. And if it's odd number, it's going to be you. How's that sound?
1: All right, man. Well, <laughs> right. are there more evens from, is it one to
0: 10? Oh my God. Are you dumb? <laughs> it's one to 10. All right. I'm just making <laughs> aren't you, sure. Wasn't aren't, you a, to aren't you a finance guy? All right. I'm generating. The number is six. So did I say that was you?
1: Dude, I forgot. who's to be. do it again. Just do it again. Even as me going first. Right, odd, odd is, is you going
0: first? All right, all right, all right. Um, it. it's one. So wow, with the I'll go first. Go. No, you, you go said first. Odd was me. You go first. You go first. What are you trying and to pull? So over? you, you are the you are the Detroit Pistons. So how we're doing this is not what our predictions are, because predictions are easy. Like that's not really yeah. what we're here for. We're trying to say if we were in charge of these teams, this is who we would pick and why. And then we can talk about it and we can tell you guys who we're, how we're thinking about different prospects our kind of our predictions for these guys. And obviously <laughs> we'll probably listen to this podcast in like four years from now and have been wrong on everything, but
1: Way this wrong, is all, this wrong. is
0: all, this is all part of the fun. So yeah, doc, with the first click, you are on the clock on the 2021 NBA draft. Who do you all pick right. if Detroit, the Detroit
1: Pistons? Detroit Pistons? Number one, I, I actually think I know you're super high on Cade and obviously I am too, but I don't think like, it's like a huge drop between Cade and like the next guy. But I think Cade is just the best prospect. You know, wings are what teams want nowadays. Great playmaking wing, really doesn't have a weakness in his game, will be good on both ends of the floor. So Detroit Pistons, if you don't take Cade Cunningham, I will be shocked. Um, but I, And I would also take Cade. So Cade is my pick.
0: Yeah, there's no way they're not, they're not taking Cade here unless they trade down and or something like that. But Cade's going one. That will take a lot overall. of
1: guts to trade down. Take a lot yeah. of guts.
0: But they don't, they're, like, they're kind of like you. They don't see that, they don't see that too much of a difference between Cade, Jalen, and Mobley. Um, so it'd be interesting if they end up doing it. If I was Houston and Cleveland, I'm trying to trade up for one. Both those teams could really use a guy like Cade. I think Cade's going to be the best player in this draft class by far. I think he's got this all around game. I think he can be, I, I know this is really bold, but I think he can be like a Jason Tatum, like top 10 NBA player. One day, kind of, kind of prospect. That's I'm really high bold. on. I'm really high on Kate.
1: I mean, that's not that bold.
0: Bold to be like you think he's going to be like LeBron, man. Oh my god. Okay, I don't think that much, but I th- yeah, I think he can be like a Jason Tatum, maybe Luca-ish. I don't know if that far, but um, yeah, I, I see I'm, a lot of I'm Tatum really, in this game as well. I'm really high on Kate. I really like his game.
1: Yeah. No. I, yeah. I'm with you, Sweet. but I I don't know if I would say I'd, I think he'll be the best player in this draft five years from now. But I yeah, he's the I best. I think I, I, he's think the, I know who's the guy to go.
0: I think I know who you would think would be that. but <laughs> Well, I'm
1: just saying I would take the field
0: over. over. Oh, That's interesting. what I'm kind of saying. Interesting. Interesting. I would take the field. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, all right go ahead. All right, so number Houston, two. Yeah. We've got Houston your, your, Rockets.
1: Your, your hometown, t- hometown team, basically.
0: Yeah, well, not my hometown team. My home. Well, my current base team. team. <laughs> yeah. Home base team. Uh, Houston Rockets are on the clock with number two overall. And this is an interesting one. I am going to... I'm not in a position where I need, to, I need to worry about whether the players are on my team right now. I'm just trying to accumulate the most talent I can because Houston mm-hmm. kind of is going all in on the tank, on the rebuild, trying to accumulate talent. And I think this is a really good spot for Houston. I think you can't go wrong with number two or three, but I'm going to go, if I was Houston, I would go Jalen Green right now shooting guard from from the G League, actually. And I just think that, I don't think year one, he's he's not, I don't even know if he's a top five player year one out of this draft class but i think his potential is just through the roof i think he had he's just so athletic i think he's got a lot of uh i think he's like perfect for today's nba if and he can really he can be a really good scorer and i think he's his raw talent is just you got it you got to take him
1: okay i would not have gone in that direction um but i, I mean i think Jalen green is going to be a good player great player Definitely is one of the highest ceilings in this draft just because of right. his ability to score. I think right now he's probably actually the best scorer in this draft, even over Cade right now as it stands. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll be good right off the bat. I really do. The only issue – I mean, defensively, that's a work in progress. He's a lot of holes in his game for sure, but the scoring yeah. ability for sure is there. So right. I'm with you. Houston take the best available player. I just don't think it's yeah, that guy, sense. which is fair. But right. I mean, I, I do think Houston's going to take him. So
0: Yeah, yeah. I predict, prediction-wise, I think we're – what's gonna what's happened so far I think will happen but yeah all right so number three go ahead yep.
1: so Evan Mobley is who I'm taking if I'm the Cavs and I think it's pretty easy especially if it plays out the way it does uh with how we're saying it but I think Evan Mobley is who I would take at number two I just think defensively I think he's gonna come in he might struggle a little bit initially just because I feel like a lot of bigs coming in and struggle in yeah. the NBA it takes a little bit of time but I think man like In a few years, he's going to be an elite defender, rim protector. He's the way he's able to move. Like big men, just don't move like that, you know. Yeah. And so he's going to be able to, you know, defend on the perimeter. You know, especially if you're running a lot of schemes, which are switch heavy, which a lot of a lot of teams like. You know, he can switch. I think pretty much on most of the guys, except maybe, except maybe like the speediest guys on on the perimeter. And then offensively, like he's really good passing ability already. Shot, you know, mid range is kind of there. You need to extend it for sure, but I think with you know I don't see why he can't do that because he already has some shooting ability and playmaking is there like I said as well so I just think this guy seems to me like he's going to be a unicorn type of guy Mm -hmm. and I just think he's so special so I'm if I'm the Cavs I'm super happy taking him at number three
0: there you go I mean I think you can't go wrong with getting Mobley if you're the Cavs yeah right now and again like I don't love the fit next to Allen, but I think at this point, you guys got to take the talent and Mobley's potential is through the roof. And if you if he develops that shot, the way that people project, then it would work well next to Allen. And who knows, maybe if you end up with Mobley and someone offers like an insane offer sheet for Allen, maybe you think about if you're even going to yeah. match that, especially if you have Mobley and you think that he's going to be your center of the future.
1: Cause he's think, seven foot.
0: He like, he can play yeah. center. He's not just has to stick with power forward. Well, um, yeah,
1: I, I think, I think actually it's perfect that Allen is there because I don't think he's ready right now to play five because he's super skinny. He needs to definitely put on some muscle. So I think best for him actually development-wise is not to like have to guard a guy like Joel Embiid. (laughs) You can put him on, you know, a fours and stuff like that. Let him maybe roam the perimeter more and like, you know, obviously help with room protection. Um, But I think, yeah, letting him play next to Allen, Larry Nance, guys like that who can really learn like defense from and, you know, stuff like that. I think it'll be really good
0: for him. Yeah, for sure. I think that, yeah, it's a good pick. I think that his movement is crazy good. I think he's going to be one of those defensive all-stars. I think that his offensive game is just, it's just going to have to take time to develop. And I think I trust the Cavs' player development. They've been doing a pretty good job at that. And what impressed me, what was really unique about him is, like you said, the playmaking, the passing ability is really good. And it's hard for big men to come in like, with that. Um, so it'll be really cool to see if he can become like a, Bam, a BAM kind of player, which would be awesome for the Cavs.
1: All right, go ahead.
0: You're on the clock. Cool. So Toronto. now at number four overall, Toronto Raptors is on the clock. And I think this is Toronto. Is it
1: Toronto or are we at Tampa Bay still?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I think this is such an easy – like Toronto is cheesing. I mean, they would have been happy with anybody, but they know that this is exactly what was going to happen. They're getting their guy, Jalen Suggs, is who I would take. I think the, the we, now we know they post Kyle Lowry era is going to be over he's probably going to go to a different team and this is your guy to kind of rebuild or restart I think fans will be super happy about him I think he's somebody that's going to sell tickets he's somebody that's going would be like kind of a little bit more NBA ready he's he's just he's he can play defense um and I think he's gonna be really fun I think he'll he's gonna be a little bit inconsistent especially his first couple of years of his career but I think he's got I think he's got a lot of skills, and you could see in the tournament how clutch he is and how big-time of a performer he is. And I think that's exciting.
1: Yeah, no argument for me. I think it's clear-cut number four.
0: There you go.
1: So, go number, f- yeah, so number five, the Orlando at Magic. Mm-hmm. So I think, in my opinion, this is between two guys, and I'm assuming you agree as well, Scotty Barnes, who I really like, actually, and Jonathan Kaminga. I think Kaminga is the most athletic player in this draft and has one of the highest ceilings in this draft. And so if I'm Orlando, honestly, I feel like I already have a solid defense. Like with Jonathan Isaac coming back, I feel like you just need to like kind of go big or go home. You know, I feel like they've just always had like solid players, but you really need to like take a chance. Very good chance coming. just becomes a bust. But I think I take him cause he's, I think one of the few guys left that like maybe you could see like he has like a chance to become an all-star like that right. caliber of player. So I, I would take Jonathan
0: Kamingo. Okay, I like that. I mean, that's not what I thought would happen because it was still available, but I don't think that you can go wrong. Yeah. I, I like that. you got to go bigger bust. I think Kamingo's got that boomer bust potential where he could really yeah. pan out. And I mean, yeah, Orlando doesn't need to play safe. It's not like they're, <laughs> they're yeah. and especially with trading away Mooch and Gordon, like they're trying to rebuild as well. So it might as well go go on potential. I like that pick. Uh, Okay, so now if I'm Orlando or I'm Oklahoma City at number six, I'm pretty happy if you took Kaminga. Yeah. Because I'm getting a guy that I had higher on my board, Scotty Barnes from Florida State. I think he is, I think he's got a, he's going to be a good forward. I think he could fit well next to to SGA too. Um, And at this point, you're Oklahoma City, you're trying to just get all these pieces as well with all your picks. Um, The only thing is, his jumper is meh. But work. I think he's just—he's—he's he's really strong. He can play defense. He's very athletic, and I think—I mean, Florida State had a solid, solid run. And I think he—I think he'll be a really good, at, really good player.
1: Man, Lou Dort and Scotty Barnes on defense in a couple years—oh boy, that's going to be oh, a problem. <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that look for OKC. If
1: you're—and I mean, this isn't going into the number seven pick, but if you're OKC. Would you trade SGA and the number six pick to get up the number one for Cade?
0: I would not. I think SGA is like a guy you can build around. If I wasn't as high on SGA as like ability to win, like maybe SGA is not putting up Luca stats, but I think SGA is like he's good at he like makes the right plays on the stretch. He does a little thing, then I think that's a part of like the Chris Paul helping, and you can see like last they had to they had to really buff his injury because they were winning too many games when he was playing last season yeah so I mean I love I love SGA man
1: I mean in five years who who do you think is the better player SGA or Cade I think
0: Cade but I don't think it's worth it when you're getting up six and SGA you know like you could get another star to build around and like you want to I don't know I think that I think that you get Cade if you if you need somebody you need some like That's why I want to Cavs straight up for Cade because they don't have that guy that can be like your centerpiece for your team that you can build around. But OKC has that already, so it's not worth the risk when you can just accumulate talent around SGA. How about you? Would you do it?
1: So I was on your side for most for this like for for the past few weeks, but my mind has changed. I would actually make that
0: trade if I'm OKC. That's surprising because I'm higher on K than you are. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think part of it is. You're probably also higher in SGA than I am. That's probably part of it too. But I I really do like SGA, and I think he's a fantastic player already. I think part of it is like you're going to sign SGA to a max, like for sure. He's a max player. Right. So you get that. But and also they have so many like young guys and so many young picks where it's like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the rebuild might just go better if you have a younger guy come in with Cade. And especially if I think Cade is going to be better in like five years, why not? Yeah, I why not? I mean, if the difference looks like Scotty Barnes, like I don't think that's enough for me to like be like, all right, I'm keeping SGA over Cade. You know, I'd probably just
0: take Cade. Well, I mean, I think maybe I think that SGA plus Scotty Barnes is bigger than Cade, but I guess you never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I I see it both ways, like. Yeah, I I I really do. I if I'm Detroit, I still don't know if I take that trade, but.
0: I th- right, if I'm Detroit, I feel like I take that trade. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you could see it for both teams. I mean, this is, like, a, a trade that is, like, pretty close, you know, for both teams. So, yeah, I could see it going either way. But who knows if OKC would even offer it.
0: Right, right. I doubt they do. Sweet. Um. So, now, you, you are on the clock at yep. number seven. Number seven. So, Golden State. Golden State
1: Warriors. So, I was down in between two guys for this. Obviously, they want to win now. And I honestly still think that they're going to trade this pick in the end. Yeah. But if they hold on to it. I think they take the Yukon guard, James, and I have no idea how to say his last name, but Boak Knight. Yeah. I think We're he's nice, I have no idea. Yeah. I was between him and, and Davion Mitchell. I think Boak Knight's gonna come in and be a little bit or and be better on offense. And I thought, you know, with Clay coming back, with Wiggins there who showed he's he was able to play like solid defense this year. I think they probably want like a guy coming off the bench who can maybe facilitate the offense, like kinda like do that more when, when Steph is off the floor. So because of that it took James Boak Knight and I think he'll you know, I think he'll be solid for he'll be solid for them off the bench. So yeah,
0: I mean that's exactly who I would have picked if I was the Warriors. And you can see that they've they've been trying to find that lamelo kind of I mean not lamelo they've been trying to find that uh, like Lonzo Ball kind of player, Bradley Beal kind of player. Like they just need it, they seem like they need a guard. Um, so that's why I thought it would, that it'd be a perfect fit for them. Just kind of what they've been wanting to do, especially with Clay coming back, Steph's injuries, Steph's getting older um just to get a little bit of that pressure and usage right off step would be helpful and he's he's a he can be a knockdown shooter in this league for sure
1: yeah
0: um but yeah I like that pick a lot cool um so yeah number eight we have Orlando Magic right um the Orlando Magic yep. second yep, pick so you had them taking um Kaminga and this is where I kind of I kind of like them going for Moses Moody from Arkansas and I think that mm-hmm. he really balled out in the tournament and you can kind of see. I don't know. I feel like they just need those guys because especially if you're going to get a pick earlier, kind of go on potential, you can kind of get someone that's a little bit more of. He's going to, like he's, you're gonna a plug in. You can be, you can be a good scorer, provide athleticism. I think he's a little bit more NBA ready than Kaminga is, and I think this will be really good if you bring in. Um, if you bring in those two guys, and again, like I feel like they don't really worry about oh. Can they play together? Are they the same position? That kind of stuff. I feel like you can kind of just bring in people that have good intangibles and um can have can have talent. And I really like what he did in the tournament. He I mean Arkansas had a really good run in the tournament and it was definitely because of him.
1: Yeah, no, I like that pick too. That's a good pick. Um I would have probably taken Davion Mitchell. Okay. But and I mean I guess they do have Cole Anthony and, and Marquette. But and oh yeah, and House. So they do have some guards, so I maybe yeah, took, maybe I a wing like, is, yeah. maybe a wing is what they yeah, maybe a wing would be better. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a solid pick, like I said. So, so number nine, we got Sacramento. I think they—they mm-hmm. they don't need a guard, obviously. They just got Tyrese, Darren Fox is there, Buddy Hield is still there, but who knows if that'll change. I, I actually, I do think, I do think this pick will get traded just because I feel like they're in win now mode and they just haven't done, you know, they've been trying to get to the playoffs. So I think it'll get traded, but if they hold it, I think they go Wagner, obviously Mo Wagner's brother. I think they, you know, they get someone if they trade, I know Bagley's been in rumor. So they get someone who can play the four, he can probably play the three as well, you know, solid shooter, six foot nine streaky, a little bit of a streaky shot, but uh, I think he's a lot better defender than people give him credit for. And I think he can be someone who can be like a playmaker for them off the wing. And, you know, just, I think he can play some good basketball for him. So I got, I think if I'm Sacramento, I would take him at nine.
0: Wow. Okay. I mean, that's a good pick. I think he's kind of like that fit around those young guys or drunk, uh, quick guards that they have. I I'm, I'm not that high on Wagner. He might, I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know too much about him. So it'll be interesting to see. He if could definitely out. be a bust and he yeah. went to U of M. So that's never a good sign. So. Yeah. I'm not rooting for him. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, number 10, we have Memphis Grizzlies. They just did a really weird trade to get up here. So, they must really like someone in this range unless they want to move up again, which I think that they could potentially move up to Golden State spot. Those or, are the rumors that they want to move up again. Yeah, Right, to get Kaminga or, or Scotty Barnes. But if they stick – I mean, if I'm predicting they're probably going to take Josh Giddy because it seems like that's what the rumors have been saying. And he's, he's a really good, really good point guard. But, I mean, they have Ja, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson – um, Jaron Jackson. They have Brandon Clark. They have so much good talent, and then they get they have Desmond Bain, who's a really good guard who balled out last year. So like, I don't feel the need to have traded up all the way to get Josh Giddy when he's just another guard. Um, I understand well, like wanting to he's provide a six foot sh- eight guard. Right, right. That's true. I mean, it would be would be good to have his size. I mean, that's true. That's a good point. Um, but if I was them, especially after trading Jonas. Um, I would try to get Kai Jones from Texas. He's, he's big. I mean, I think he, he wouldn't be jump. forced. What's up?
1: He can jump. Yeah.
0: And he wouldn't be forced to, like, contribute immediately with, with like, Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark there. But he could potentially be that guy to replace JV. And he has a lot of, he has a lot of potential. And, again, I don't know if he's going to pan out, but I think he'll be a good fit around that intensity and grind that they have. And Texas centers are always – always have that grind attitude. That's what I love. I
1: love. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a solid pick if they're – I don't know, though. I I feel like if you're just going to draft another center, just keep Jonas and don't – you know, because Jonas was their right, second-best I mean, player last year. You he's know? gone, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's got, true. I, I mean
1: – But, I mean, you still have um, – oh, my gosh. I'm blanking on his name. Oh. Uh, I'm just completely blank. Steven Adams. I don't know how he blinked oh, yeah. anything. Steven <laughs> Adams, who's who's a good center, and like, you have him. for it, the next he couple was, years. He's
0: on. You could see last year he wasn't that dumb. Like he wasn't the same Steven Adams we saw with Russ. I think he's. I think he's. He's on the big decline, and like you, you don't want to take a step backwards. You want to still make the playoffs every year if you're the Grizzlies.
1: Then, well, then don't trade Jonas Valanciunas, man.
0: Yes, agreed. That was a really bad trade for them, in my opinion, but. Oof.
1: Maybe they play more minutes with Jackson at the five. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 don't know. I don't like the idea of them going center, especially. I mean, I get it, I guess, it, but it's almost like you created a hole just to <laughs> fill it later. Like there's well, no need, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. But I'm, I'm, so I, I'm. I guess I'm not predicting. I don't think they go Kai Jones, but I'm saying, oh, they created a hole, so they fix this right, hole. Right, right,
1: right. <laughs> and, and I get that, yeah. yeah. You, you didn't dig the hole. They dug the hole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fair point, too. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of wild we don't have Davian Mitchell in the top ten. I feel like before, right before the lottery, he would have been, like, Probably yeah. like top, top top ten for sure. I think the I mean, he's six one, but like the size is a little bit of a concern. Um, but he was an amazing defender at Baylor. Like, I it's just. And I think just he'll about, be one. In,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's about just about to right?
0: trans, Translate. Yeah.
1: I I still think Golden State. There's a good chance he falls to the, or he goes to them at seven. I I was really between him and Booknet. If they want more defense, you know, from guards, because he can probably play with Curry because of his defense. Yeah. Curry Maybe they go will be that there. direction, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it'll be cool. interesting. It's, is there anyone else the rest of the draft that you like? Some hidden sleepers, some hidden gems that you want to talk about, or anything like, I like that?
1: I like I like Keon Johnson a lot. I think he's he's got a lot of potential. I think he's super athletic. So I think he could be one of those boomer bust guys. He's I think he also has a pretty high ceiling. So I think if there's a sleeper, even though I don't know how much of a sleeper he would be, I think he would be it could be him. And I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he goes like top ten.
0: Okay, interesting. What about you? Cool. Um, I just not too much. I like Trey Mann, uh, the point guard from Florida. And then I like uh Jared Butler. I mean, we saw in the, we saw Baylor's run, Jared Butler was a huge mm-hmm. part of that. And I'm surprised he's like late first round, early second round projected. But I think that he could be like a really good, especially for a team like, like maybe Philly, if they keep their pick or like Denver, like someone to just plug in and kind of add some, add some, uh, like, I mean, he's at what he played like three years in college, like add some veteran not a veteran but like someone who's a little bit more nba ready and ready to kind of plug in place and help a winning team out a little bit i would love that
1: yeah good shooter solid defender yeah Yeah. should be ready to come in and yeah same with don davian mitchell he really improved on offense and even though he's a senior like he's been there for a while i think but yeah and yeah because guys like that go ahead i'm just saying guys like that like teams that are ready to win now really appreciate so
0: yeah our our guy Dwayne Washington from Ohio State might go in the second round. Um they're at, they're predicting him late second round, which would be kind of I didn't think he was ready for the NBA He should have yet. stayed. Yeah. I feel like he should have stayed late like second round. Really, I don't know if he could have really upped his draft stock. But I mean if you if you have a chance to for the second round, I mean more power to you. Uh okay. Sure. Now I I just have to make this prediction because if it's wrong, then no one will blink an eye. But if it's right, I'll look like a good genius. <laughs> so this is my my bold prediction. Quentin Grimes out of Houston will be that second round gem, that Chris Middleton kind of player. Quentin Grimes, keep that name ready. Ask me in ask me in 7 years and you'll he'll be a household name. Not a household name. <laughs> well, he'll be he'll be a borderline all-star.
1: I'll be honest, I've never heard of that guy, but if
0: <laughs> if I remember his name at the end of seven years, that means you're probably right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I hope he listens to this. But yeah, man, I think it's gonna be an exciting one. I really hope we get some trades. I hope they I don't know what's gonna happen, but I hope the cat trade up for Cade. Man, I don't know what's gonna happen. I would I would I would give up a lot to trade up for Cade. I would Yeah, I would,
1: really would I would not give up the the house for him. I'd give up some stuff,
0: but I'm not giving up the house. <laughs> so. Oh man! Well, hey, looks like we'll probably have another one. Maybe we, right before after the draft, right the day before free agency and stuff, agency, just to make our yeah. predictions, we can make some free agency predictions and we can put some bets together live, live for the fans. We need to. Um, I need some money, right? But maybe yeah, maybe we gotta maybe we gotta do some more bets on the draft. I don't know. I don't know. There's not gonna be that many surprises. I feel. I feel like it might just go as we think.
1: Well, let's just do the one bet we already had. The uh who will be the best player in like let's say six years. Cade you take Cade I'll take the field
0: all right five bucks bet done <laughs> all right and with that you now I hope the Vegas betting commission doesn't come after us if they listen to the end of this podcast if that was even legal to do on the air but oh boy. as always this has been outside the